Hey mamas, Sarah here. In response to the coronavirus pandemic, Pamela and I have decided not to record episodes for the next few weeks. We still have a few pre-recorded episodes in the can, and we will continue to release those episodes over the next few weeks. If you hear us make references to going out or doing activities with other people, don't worry. These episodes were recorded before the quarantine was initiated. We love you all. Stay home, stay safe, and stay sane. Welcome to Motherhood on Tap, the podcast for mamas who laugh their way through the struggles of parenting. I'm Sarah Duncan. And I'm Pamela Walker-Dees. Hi, lady. Hi, lady. And we've got baby Riley over there in his little swing hanging out with us. So Hi, if buddy. you if you hear a cute little... <laughs> or just Tim. a little... The swing going back and forth. That's all it is. It's the sound of cuteness. Yeah, our, my swing isn't as fancy as your swing. It actually makes kind of a little clicking sound. It's like click, click. I call this one the spaceship click. just because it looks like It a, looks very much like the spaceship. I look- can see that. Girl, I'm excited yes. about our beverage, so let's get into it. What are we drinking? Well, I we've had this on the show once before, but you were pregnant, and I think I had just had Brianna, so it was like my first drink back, but I have mm-hmm. discovered... This yummy hard cider. The brand is called Crispin. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you get the 12-pack variety, there is a Brute, which is a gold can, Rosé, which Sarah has, mm-hmm. and I have Pear Seco. I do remember this now because I remember saying before how pretty the cans are. Yes. The designs are gorgeous. Yes, the Brute is very gold, while um, Rosé is pink, and Pear Seco is sort of like a turquoise color. But yes, the pear seco is like pear cider. Cheers. Cheers. Tink. Ah. Oh, that's good. I see. It tastes like the best version of a little bit of a rosé mixed with cider. Yep. As advertised. But it's not like overpowering flavor. Do we have crap from the internet? We do. Well, this kind of made me feel kind of squirmy, and I kind of laughed at the Excellent. same time. I kind of laughed at the same time because my husband hates snakes. Okay. I joke Ooh, and he's say... he's in the wrong business for that. I know. And um, I joke that he's Indiana Jones. Sometimes I call him Indy. Mm-hmm. I, I have seen him slaughter a poor grass snake. I'm like, that thing eats... Like rats and bugs. Leave it alone. This is all feeding into your, like, rugged actor fetish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all fits nicely. Yes. It's, all the puzzle pieces are coming together for me. Why, well, you know, <laughs> why would I not call him Harrison Ford? Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Indiana Jones, I mean. Duh. Mm-hmm. See? I see, a, like, a Floridian slip right there. Uh-huh. Okay, so... Mating snakes prompt closure of part of a Florida park. Okay. 
This is why another reason why he says, I will never live in Florida. <laughs> he has said that many times. He's like, too many damn snakes. Giant anacondas just crawling up the sidewalk. Well, we used to live in eastern North Carolina, which if you are in a certain section of it, it is very swampy and mm-hmm. there's lots of snakes. And even um, crawdaddies, mm-hmm. which if you've never seen a crawdad, that's they come out at night from their little nests. And we had like a ton of little nests in our ditch. And mm-hmm. when we would go out and walk our dog, we would see them like gra- like go out to find like bugs and stuff. And they're basically, if you don't know what a crawdad is, it looks like a tiny, tiny lobster. And they're mm-hmm. really creepy. And they used to freak our dog out. And he would just be like, I ain't going out there. Which I'm like, I don't blame yeah. you. I, I don't, by any means, have a phobia of snakes. But that doesn't mean I want a whole bunch of them around me either. Or, you know, mating while I'm at the park. I'm just, I'm trying to picture what a mating snake looks like. Do we have a description? Um. Okay, so they received, the police received a notice over Valentine's weekend. How appropriate. Of swarming <laughs> snakes. <laughs> the little the little article jokes. Turns out the snakes were just celebrating Valentine's Day early. Get it? Yeah. I've been really trying, baby. Oh, trying, trying to hold back, back this feeling for so long. And if you feel <laughs> like I feel, yes, come girl. on, but let's get it on. Let's love, baby. Uh. <laughs> so, um, this is actually in Lakeland, F- Florida, and the Parks and Rec Department wrote on their Facebook page. And the reason, I, this is what one reason why I got it, because I'm like, this is so <laughs> what could happen on Parks and Rec, the show. Oh God! Wrote on their Facebook page that a group of non-venomous water snakes congregated to meet <laughs> near a traffic roundabout. The word congregate, yeah, that sounds very Leslie Nope to me. It included one photo of the lake shoreline and a close-up shot of a brown snake nestled in leaves. Officials said the snakes are generally not aggressive as long as people do not disturb them. Um, I mean, same. When I'm trying to mate in the park, I'm okay as long as people are leaving me alone. Hey, as long as you're, you know, nestled within the leaves, (laughs) you're not aggressive. This might be the rosé talking, but this seems like a fun idea. (laughs) Okay. Once mating is over, the snakes are expected to go their separate ways. Isn't that interesting? You gotta hit it and quit it. Basically. (laughs) They hit it and go. Which I don't understand because snakes lay eggs. So, like, do they mate and then they lay the eggs? Yeah, because I assume they have to... the, The lady is fertilized... The eggs are created internally, and that takes some amount of time. Not well. I was just dropped. asking because they're very similar to birds, and birds are the opposite. Or as I know, at least for chickens, like chickens, the hen lays the eggs, and then the rooster comes over and squats down on it and does his business. I think this is more. I think for reptiles, it's pretty they much actually the female actually has to, in a lot of cases, protect the eggs from males who will come and try to eat them. Yeah. Oh, that's sexy. Well, no, it doesn't say how. You knock how. me up, and now you try to take my baby. It doesn't say how they do it, thank God. There's going to be some really sketchy stuff on my search history later. <laughs> how do snakes mate? <laughs> okay, anyway, um, the city said that Florida water snakes are a native species. They're generally found resting in tree limbs over water or basking on shorelines. They're an important part of the ecosystem and should not be disturbed. Which is true. Every part of nature is there to fill some specific role. Yeah. 
Oh, 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 can I have, like, a really funny story to, like, how bad I scared the crap out of my husband unintentionally? Yes, please. So, I was watching the news, and you know how they have, like, it, basically the strange stories, the craps of mm-hmm. their own. And it was, uh, you, it was a video of people, they had moved into a house, they had it inspected, they're mm-hmm. not sure what happened, but it got infested with snakes. Mm-hmm. And, like, they were coming out of the air vents and stuff, like, hanging, like, in the video, they're just, like, hanging from nope. the vents. Nope, nope, And, like, coming, nope. coming up through the toilet and everything. And I paused it because I was like, oh, my God, that is horrible. And I was like, honey, come here and look. And he's like, what? So I started pressing the play. And they sh- they cut to the video where the snake, like, drops out of the air vent. And he's like, holy shit, motherfucker, what the hell? <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> and personally, I wasn't intending to scare him like that. But I felt good after years ago when he was stationed in Iraq. And he <laughs> sent me a photo of a camel spider. Oh, good. And this was back in 2004 when crap, like, really downloaded slowly. And he, oh, and he intentionally, folks, sent it to me because the email said a pic of me. And so I had all my friends behind me, like, come on, girls, you want to see what my husband looks like? And there was like, do do I'm like, that doesn't look like hair. That doesn't, oh my God. And I couldn't click out of it. Like, bastard. So I felt like I got my revenge. Well played, At madam. At that moment. I didn't mean to, but it felt good. Yeah, any spider or animal that's compared, whose name includes, like, a bigger animal in it, like elephant or wolf or bear, is not usually tiny or friendly. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But yeah, if uh, snakes are, like, coming out of the vents in the crap in my house, I wouldn't touch anything. I would, like, I'm selling the house as is. You can keep all my stuff and all my clothes that's in there. We'll find, we'll figure it out. I just, yeah. nope. <laughs> well, they were videotaping it for insurance purposes and, yeah. and for, I think, a lawsuit. So I did don't they, know what did happened. Did they bring to Samuel it. L. Jackson in there? <laughs> I've had it with these motherfucking snakes in my, my motherfucking house. house. All right. Next thing. We're going over to Europe because these European stories are always so fun. Woo! So Perfume Cloud helps German police sniff out drunk driver. So FYI, when you're really drunk, or you're smoking marijuana. Uh-huh. Don't throw a ton of... Anyway. I would say public service announcement. Don't throw a ton of... of perfume on yourself anyway. Or anything on yourself. That's one of the things that drives me crazy. Is me when too. I had to be around someone who just clearly has way too much. And they I'm bathed like, in it. Rrr. They bathed in it. They're no. to the point where they can't smell themselves. Exactly. Like, oh, clearly... No. If you can smell yourself, that means everyone else can smell you way too much. Yeah. It's supposed to be a hint. Mm-hmm. A hint of smell. A whiff. A whiff. A whisper, if you will. Continue. So police nabbed a drunk driver who tried to flee a traffic stop after finding him hiding behind a hedge in a cloud of perfume that they had in quotation. So I'm doing it to Sarah. I'm picturing... Like a cartoon where they have like the visible cloud, like of... Pepe Le Pew, where he yes. like goes with his stink bomb everywhere. Exactly, I'm just picturing that coming off of him from behind this bush. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm not even gonna pronounce this German town because no, Bayer Speer that one so country. Um, that officer saw the 26 year old man pass them at a high speed Friday night with his car lights off and gave chase. Another thing, don't have your lights off. That's another red flag mm-hmm. to the police they officers. Can't see me. <laughs> Cameron Fisherburg. 
<laughs> You're not Wonder Woman. Mm. <laughs> the suspect pulled over and then ran away, but officers noted a strong smell of perfume in the car and followed the trail until they discovered the man hiding behind the hedge. And then they said, due to the cloud of perfume that was detected inside the car and on the man, it was possible to identify him as the driver. Um, and then, of course, a breath test showed that the suspect was far over the alcohol limit. Mm-hmm. They didn't detail how far, but... Which, I think if you uh, douse yourself with perfume and then run away from the cops... I'm also picturing a scenario where, where there are a couple of things. One, I feel like when you drink a lot, your senses get kind of dulled. Like, especially your sense of taste kind of gets dulled after a while. I'm wondering if smell could be like that, too, where you're just like, yeah, put some more on. I can't well, smell it yet. Well, potentially, because I know, like, at least with me, um, when I drink alcohol, if you get inflammation really easily, it makes my sinuses swell. Mm-hmm. So that could be it. I usually, after we record, or if I've had a glass of wine or something, I go home and, like, I blow my nose for, like, a good five minutes. Oh. I mean, it's not a bad thing. It actually kind of gets everything out that's kind of been trapped in there for the week. That's good. Yeah. The other thing I'm thinking is, you know how alcohol makes your uh, reflexes, your reaction time much slower? I'm picturing him going to push the bottle of cologne or perfume and just being like, (laughs) nailed it. I don't understand people who, like, I read these things where it's like, they're so drunk. How can they run? Because this is me. When I get so drunk, I'm like, I'm like Will Ferrell just flopping over everything. Some people, though, are like... I know. The shockingly athletic drunk, though. I know. Where they, where the more drunk they get, the more they want to go, like, run laps around Run somewhere. laps or, like, lift crap. And I'm like, yeah. I... Meanwhile, I'm all like, yeah, it looks like fun. I can't feel my fight. I had a friend in college who, he didn't get drunk very often, but whenever he did, he would always, like, strip down to his boxers and, like, run laps around his apartment building. <laughs> Now we got a feeding baby into it, so we might hear some little snuffle snuffles. I'm so sorry. Where were we? No, no need to apologize. Baby hungry. It happens. All right. Girl, I'm excited. Especially, this is a good one to do now that I'm allowed to drink again. Yep. What are we talking about? We're talking about things mom hate. Things moms hate. Look at me. Exactly. And I feel like it's important for us to start with a disclaimer of, first of all, we are very well aware that it is a blessing to be a parent. Yes. We know that there are parents everywhere who would love to have children and are not able to for one reason or another. This is not about us being ungrateful. It's just acknowledging that... This, like everything else in life, has ups and downs, and it's very healthy to vent about them sometimes. That's all we're going to do. And all I'm going to say is one of my bullets is bath time for Aurora. Mm -hmm. And if anybody thinks that that I'm being ungrateful, by all means, come to my house and bathe her and deal with the kicking and the screaming and the hatred of water being poured on her head. Just, I mean, I hate bath time. Because... Being a parent is, even if you have another job, it is a job in and of itself. And just like any job, there are things you love about it and things that you do just because you have to, but you really hate or despise or just don't like As them. my eyes roll in the back of my head as she says that. Yeah. Girl, would you like to kick us off? What's at the top of your list right now? 
Oh, the top of my list is grocery shopping or shopping of any kind if I'm not alone. With toddlers in tow? Yeah. Well, even a, a school-age kid is bad. But, mm-hmm. Mom, that looks, like, delicious. So I'll be like, okay, well, if you want to... If you want to take that for school lunches, they eat, like, two of them, and then they're like, I don't really like it anymore, and I'm like... But the package looks so shiny and pretty. Yeah. Yeah. So, there's that, or there's, I want popcorn at the beginning of the trip, and I'm like, I... So, I will say, this is what I do if they are good. Mm -hmm. It depends on the momentum. If I know that we're not going to make it out the door before lunchtime or before their pre-lunch snack time. Right. And usually where we're going is either the grocery store or Target. I hit up some place mm-hmm. where either Target, I hit up the little snack bar area and I get mm-hmm. ices and popcorn for everybody. Yeah. Even me, because I'm going to need it. Or if I know it is not quite dinner time, but it could be an afternoon snack, and I say, hey, if y'all are good, you are an icy. And mm-hmm. honestly, and I stick to it. Like, I'm like, no, y'all had two t- t- temper tantrums or begging me for this. And I'm like, but mm-hmm. we really wanted an icy. And I'm like, come on, or I'm leaving you. And, you know, the two times they didn't get their ices now. And my mom even said this. She was like, She's watched, she watches Sabrina every now and then when school's out. And she's like, I took Sabrina to Target and she didn't even ask for anything. I'm like, because she knows. Mm-hmm. She's like, I thought she was going to ask me for an icy. I told her I'd buy her some icy and popcorn. And she's like, um, could you just give me a bag of chips? Aww. You know, so, I mean, they have learned that it's like, it's not. They are well conditioned. It's a, it's a treat. It's mm-hmm. not an expectation. It is, it is something to be earned. But I do have to feed them because they have the metabolism of my husband and they get hangry. Mm-hmm. Like even the baby. Like she doesn't cry for anything else except when she's hungry. Aww. She doesn't even cry when she's sleepy. She just kind of like moans and hums herself to sleep. Luckily, Daisy's been a good shopper so far. That's good being too. So far. I think part of it is when she was a baby, I didn't take her shopping for a very long time just because I, again, this is probably looking back some of my anxiety acting up, but the idea of like her getting super fussy in a store and trying to find somewhere to feed her and all these other things was just like too much. And then by the time I did take her, she was in that quietly watching people phase. Yeah. And she's still kind of in that. So we haven't gotten into the run around and throw a tantrum phase. Well, preschooler and school-age kid want to help me, so Mm -hmm. I let them help me. I tell them they have to stay on the same aisle as me. Mm -hmm. If not, everybody gets in the cart and you get strapped in. So they don't want to to lose that privilege. But the main reason I say I hate it is just because I have to stop like every five seconds. Right. And I have to make sure I have everybody. It's just like doing anything else. It's, you know, you want to include them to help them learn and to involve them, but... You can honestly do it way faster and more efficiently yourself. For goodness sakes. if I mean, there's sometimes I have like five things on my list and it still takes me an hour to get out of the store. So, and the main thing, I hate grocery shopping to begin with. I love cooking. I hated grocery shopping before I had kids. And not that I don't like, I just, oh, there's just so much. And you go up this aisle and down this aisle and then you look at your list and you're like, crap, I forgot to go down that aisle. How did I look over this? You know, and I tried to like write my list out in order of how the grocery store is laid out. Same. But I still end up having to like go back and I'm like, I feel like I'm schlepping up a hill. I just, I've always hated it. Yeah, (laughs) but I mean, also I hate shopping when Aurora has her meltdowns. Fun times, fun Mm -hmm. times, but she's getting a lot better. So that's at the top of my list. What's on top of yours? 
Lack of sleep. Oh, God, that's on my list, too. Party line. If they don't sleep, you don't sleep. But mine also says, mine's not so much lack of sleep. In my house, it's more broken sleep. Yes. And then I have a slash, as people love to tell me, I look tired. That falls into another one that I have later on. But, yeah, it's like, great. I love to be told in an indirectly that I look like shit. Thank you. Or, like, you just look so tired. Because I am. What do you think's going on? <laughs> and then and then they're like, oh, the baby keeping you up. And I'm like, it's not the baby. It's the older ones. And then they always look so surprised. I'm like, yeah, me too. I figured they would sleep by now too. Wouldn't you? Six years old, almost seven. She can't sleep in her own bed. Yeah. yeah. And that's the kind of thing. That's the thing too. It's now that he's, he's getting closer and closer to sleeping through the night. He's definitely sleeping for longer stretches now, which is great. But is again, nice. it's still, it's still always broken sleep. Yeah. Because I I can't tell you the last time that I was able just to sleep and have a full REM cycle without waking up because of a baby crying instead of just, oh, I'm awake now. Yeah. Time to get up. But I don't see that going away for the next several years either. I don't either. I just, I'm more concerned about them not getting enough sleep. Because mm-hmm. if I have broken sleep, they have broken sleep coming into our room. Mm-hmm. Especially if Aurora's in the bed with Sabrina, like last night, where she wanted to put her feet under the covers, but she was laying sideways, so she starts kicking Sabrina in the head. Awesome. But yeah, that's the kind of broken sleep I get. In the big picture, totally worth it, but tough. I love the snuggles, but it worries me that every, like, midnight, 1 Mm a.m., Sabrina wakes up and comes in our room. And I don't know why she's waking up. I started her on melatonin. It's Mm -hmm. still taking her forever to go to sleep. It's not keeping her asleep during the night. I'm doing it as directed. Meanwhile, give it to Aurora. And other than last night, she's been sleeping like a log. What's the next one on your list? (laughs) Um, So I used to love this. I used to not mind to do this. But now I hate laundry, especially socks. That's the number two thing on my list. So much laundry especially socks damn it i'm so sick of socks i'm so sick of everybody's socks oh true with five people oh yeah and they're all different sizes (laughs) and aurora's going through this the matching ones never can be found oh well aurora's going through this phase where she she wants crazy ever since they had crazy sock day back Mm -hmm. in like that spirit week at daycare she wants crazy socks so Mm -hmm. she does not wear the same socks together no she can't wear a pair of socks together So she basically has a drawer of, like, all loose socks, and Mm -hmm. she just opens it up and grabs whatever she wants. Which, to some people, are like, that sounds awesome. Well, it's not, because then there's some, there's those random days where she's like, no, I want the same ones. Uh, And you're like, you have to be the child. Meanwhile. Why do you throw a wrench in every so often? And then, if my dear husband tries to do the laundry, he can't figure out which socks are. Because what I do is, if the socks don't have holes, whenever Sabrina outgrows them, they go down to Aurora. Because mm-hmm. socks, why are they so expensive? Right. <laughs> so, I, I try to pass it as much as I can down to mm-hmm. the next one. And so he sees it and he's like, these are Sabrina's. And so Sabrina's like trying to put on like little four-year-old socks on her giant <laughs> six-year-old foot. And she's like, daddy, these are not mine. They're Aurora's now. And he's like, well, they used to be your socks. I'm like, look at her foot. Look, she's almost four feet tall. Do you think she wears that size socks? 
I just hate socks. I hate laundry. I used to like it. Like I said, when I had, it was just me and him, I'd have a full Saturday of just washing. And then on Sunday afternoons, I would sit and watch like a Lifetime movie or mm-hmm. whatever, uh, or just put a movie on and I would fold towels. I would put hang shirts and dresses and whatever. And, um, but now it's like, I can't keep up. Laundry is also my my second one. I'm there with you. Yeah, so moving on for you, Sarah. Yes, next one is unpredictable toddlers. And honestly, this oh. it's un, just unpredictable kids of any age, really. Yeah. And what I this and tantrums sort of fall into this category too. Tantrums are tough, but you know they're gonna happen. So you know that's just part of parenting. It's more the fact that tantrums and just other behavior in general make it very hard to plan anything. Yes. Of like, oh, hey, I wanted to have like a fun day where, you know, we do more than just sit around and like watch TV or whatever. Like, let's go outside and play. Let's go to that. But, you know, sometimes it's raining or sometimes, you know, other things are going on. And when you finally have time to go do whatever you want to do, maybe they finally need to take a nap. Maybe they're just not feeling it. Maybe just it's it's so hard to actually like plan something out and follow through with it because you don't know what mood they're going to be in that day. Yep. So. I got that. I have that. I like to say it ends at the end of toddler going into preschool, but it doesn't. Or at least it doesn't with my child. Yeah. Good, She's it's, special. It's definitely taught me more patience, but if I said that I loved it, I'd be lying. I just miss predictability. Yeah. I can see why that would bother you. I've learned to just, I think by the third one, I've learned to just... It's becoming the new normal, but yeah, it's just, I never realized how much I enjoyed that until I didn't have that. Uh, what's next on your list? Dishes. Yep, I've got so many dishes and bottles to wash. Like laundry dishes. See, in many ways, I hate dishes more, more than laundry. I do too, because they're nasty. Yeah. And after you get them done, then somebody wants you to cook and mess them all up. I just cleaned these! Like, you like basking how clean everything is, and then you turn around and you're like, who the fuck put this in the sink? <laughs> I will say, and I'm sure, again, this will ramp back up once he's bottle feeding, you know, multiple times a day instead of just like, you know, once every couple of days, you know. I've gotten used to the current level of stuff that we have to wash for Daisy, again, getting used to the new normal. And yes. Like, that's fine. Whereas in the beginning, it's like, oh my gosh, we have to watch these again. But I know that he's going to like triple the amount once I'm once we're bottle feeding and I'm pumping all the time and all these other things that you have to hand wash so here's the honest truth I had bottles passed down to me to Sabrina Mm -hmm. so I didn't have to buy bottles right away so I kept those I washed those I bought a few more when I had Aurora so I wouldn't be short Mm -hmm. so we wouldn't be washing bottles all the time so those bottles were like a year and a half or so old when they came to me from Sabrina so some of them are starting to like crack now mm-hmm. and like dry rot. So I got on Amazon and it was on sale, a six pack of the big bottles, mm-hmm. the Dr. Brown big bottles. And I texted Mark and I was like, I'm getting more bottles. And he's like, sweet. That's one yeah. thing you never want to find yourself. You never want to find yourself without a clean bottle that you can just grab or when diapers. you need it. Or diapers. Yeah, or diapers. Yeah. But yes, so many bottles. <laughs> Yeah, I try my best to put as many as I can in the dishwasher, but then it's like if I have so many of those baskets with all the little bottle pieces, then mm-hmm. I won't be able to wash any of our glasses, so it's right. kind of a catch-22. So many dishes! So, so many, many dishes, they suck. Um, the next one, uh, you kind of touched on this earlier, but 
thinly veiled comments about your family, parenting style, etc. Oh, yes. I have a, I pulled from an article I found. Can mm-hmm. I give you this yes, one please. thing? So from the website Baby Gaga, I pulled a few things where it says 15 normal things all moms hate. Mm-hmm. And this one made me think of that. Comments that start with for having kids. Yes. So compliments should not come with qualifiers. For instance, moms love to be told they look great. They don't love to be told they look great for having kids. I've been there. That's like saying compared to other women, they look like crap. Though physical, For whatever special category you're in, you look okay. Yeah. Um, though physical appearance is what most random strangers and family members focus on, there are other backhanded insults dressed up as compliments. I can't believe you can get out of the house with all those kids. I've gotten that before. Is a way of expressing disapproval at our family size. And the famous, well, it's so great that works for you, but I could never. I've also gotten that. Yeah, Isn't, that's the big one for me that I hear from people. Well, I wouldn't do it that way, but I'm glad it works for you. And you're just like, great. And they said that one is another sly way to express disapproval over a mom's life choices by cloaking it in somewhat nice words. There are plenty of sincerely nice words that can be offered to a mom that don't involve a side dish of insult. Also possible to compliment a mom on something that has nothing to do with her momness. We are moms, but we are just people. Exactly. Yes. We're still fully rounded individuals. Yes. So I do not like it when, yeah, I do get a lot of that. It's so great that works for you. Like people who say to me, oh, I mean, I was guilty of it with the whole co-sleeping thing. I mm-hmm. never thought I would be a co-sleeper and somehow Sabrina's in my bed all the time now. Not that I want her to be. She just shows up and mm-hmm. I wake up and I'm like, holy crap, there she is. But people will say, well, that's nice, but I would never or not. I could never. They would say I would never do that. I would flip the doorknob around and, and lock it, lock it from the outside to keep her inside. And I'm like, that's kind of horrible. If she's waking up with a night terror and she wants me to comfort her. Yeah. And she can't get out of her room. Yeah, it's, I've definitely eaten my words on multiple occasions of stuff that I thought or said before I had kids. And and honestly, I might say stuff in private to other people, but I would never go up to a mom and be like, I think what you're doing is stupid. But you know, that, that doesn't make it any better. But yeah. there's so many things like, wow, I'm so much more empathetic and sympathetic when a mom's having, a mom and her kid are having a meltdown in public. I'm like, oh, that doesn't mean she's a bad mother. It means she has a kid and she's doing the best she can. Yeah, I mean, I have, I don't know what, it, why it always happens, but maybe it's because I don't have my kids to think about it. But if I am on those rare shopping occasions alone, there's usually a mom that has a kid like my Aurora that's having a major meltdown. And they're like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no, really, I have three kids. This is like my middle one. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, I said, I'm just having a rare moment alone. And sometimes I'll distract the little kid mm-hmm. for the mom and be yeah. like, what's up? What's the matter? And don't don't stand there and pass judgment. Help. Be yes. like Pamela. Go help. Oh, I help. Offer, or offer support, at least, of just be like, girl, you got this. How can I help? Don't worry about it. All kids do it. Yeah. One time I said, the easiest thing to do is also the hardest, which is to ignore it. Mm-hmm. And, like, some moms are like, oh, I'm so sorry if, like, their kid darts for me. I was like, no worries. I got three. I'm used to them under my feet. Like, I don't even, like, I'll hear, like, a baby cry or something. I don't I don't even hear it. But if my girl's with me, they're like, there's a baby crying. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, their mom's going to get, going to take care of it. Like, Admittedly, I- the only thing in public that I am still 
again, usually probably won't say anything unless someone is genuinely in danger or it's just getting to a ridiculous level. When someone's kid is not throwing a tantrum, but just like clearly running amok and oh, that's different. climbing on stuff, going out, and the parent is just on their phone or ignoring them. Or, or they're not. doing the please, please get down. Please don't do that. Please like, don't do this. Okay. Get your child together. <sighs> but yeah, so that made me think of that. Comments that start with that. So yes, do you have any thinly veiled, backhanded compliments? The main one's just being like... In some cases, I don't know if they honestly genuinely meant it as to be condemning, but it, it definitely comes off that way of the whole, you know, well, I wouldn't do it that way. Blah, 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 fill in the blank, whatever happens to be. So for more thoughts on this kind of stuff, look up our Things You Should Never Say to Pregnant Women episode. Oh my God, don't ever We say went down that. a very deep rabbit hole on that one. What's next on your list? Well, we were sort of beginning to talk about this before we started recording, but... Mm-hmm. um. Overly booked calendars or schedules. Yeah, and I feel like that's more of a problem for this generation than ever before. Yes. I have had, like, so my kids dance. Uh-huh. Sabrina has a lot of dance, but I have it kind of spaced out days of the week. And people are like, oh, no, I'd rather be at the studio just, like, all evening. And I don't want to spend, I'm like, I don't. So last week she had dress rehearsal because she had dance competitions mm-hmm. last weekend. Thursday night, we were literally there from 5 until, like, 8.15. I was all, I was, we, me and her were both sick of each other. Aurora had to tag along. She was sick of us. We were sick of her. Yeah, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I know it's necessary, but that's how I space it out. But I hear some other moms talking, and I'm not trying to judge. I'm tired with what schedule I have. I can't imagine, like, them doing dance and cheerleading and then, like, some kind of sport and you know, Mark keeps saying, I would like for them to do a sport. And I'm like, I don't want to drive them everywhere. Yeah. My sister and I did a bunch of activities growing up, but my parents also had like a fleet of babysitters to help with that. If they had to do everything, just the two of them, there's no way in hell we could have done all the stuff that we did. And like, I didn't really understand or appreciate that at the time. But now I'm like, whoa, yeah, we were freaking busy individuals. My mom made sure she knew someone that lived near us that could give me a ride home if she couldn't give me a ride home. Mm -hmm. I know that we didn't do like dance and sports the same time. We would do like different off seasons Mm -hmm. until we got to like middle school or higher up grade school level because that way we practiced after school and Mm -hmm. it wasn't like an extra Saturday or anything like that. Like I was already at school, so I'm just going to stay a little bit later and she could come pick us up. So those things like that where I could ride home with my friend who dropped me off. So she found a way to schedule around it, but she made sure I wasn't like, soccer, then dance, then this, then that. I'm like, how do you sleep? Don't do that to your kid. But mm-hmm. I'm also not a fan of like every like every increment of my Saturday and Sunday are planned out either. Like, I just want yeah. a lazy weekend just once. That was the thing for probably up until I got my driver's license. Pretty much the requirement is you can do just about anything you want or have time for, but we're not taking up weekends with stuff. Because my dad was like, it gets in the way of family time. We can't go and do anything if you have classes every Saturday and things like that. And when I was a kid, like, I didn't get it at all. I'm like, whatever, dad. But now I'm like, oh, yeah, as busy as we all get, I totally understand why he wanted to be like, okay, we have at least two days a week where we can go do stuff as a family. And the thing that blows my mind now is 
I feel like when we were growing up, you didn't see as many activities where you had to travel all the time. I know. There are so many travel sports. There are competitions for dance and everything else. Yeah, I asked it's, my mom. I said, did we have competition for dance? And she was like, no, honey, you just did recital and... Yeah. Yeah. Because I hear about all these people who have to travel like almost every weekend for all these different things. And it's like, I'm glad for the opportunities it gives the kids, but you as an adult don't get to do anything else. Yeah. Well, I chose this particular dance league was because there's three competitions all in North Carolina. My next one. Yeah. Sharing food. Oh, yeah. I got got another thing on sharing food from um, the Baby Gaga. I always use the metaphor of Daisy's a old-timey tax collector, where if anyone is eating anything in the living room, she just, like, goes around and like, where's my portion? Arms, arms for the poor. Not so much that as, give me the food or I'll put you in jail kind of wow. attitude. I, I do try to share, especially since, you know, like, I want her to learn to share. It's, but then there are times when, you know, for instance, we'll give her some dry cereal in the morning, which she really likes. But then she sees mommy has the same cereal, but with milk in it. Mm-hmm. And she wants mommy's cereal. Because we don't put milk in her cereal yet because it's just going to be a giant mess. Yeah, and just so changing So that's later. the moments where I'm like, okay, you literally had the same thing. Can you just go eat your own? Ah. Yeah. And I know it's definitely one of those things where, you know, a certain amount of it I enable because I could just say, nope, this is my food. But again, I want to model Good behavior. Well, and, and do you really want a temper tantrum that early in the morning? Let's be honest. And no. Yeah, so for Baby Gaga, they say we're moms, so we're used to sharing everything with our children. Our uterus, our boobs are two great examples, but it doesn't end there. When children start eating table food, we notice a trend that will last pretty much forever. They want our food. Mm-hmm. We can spend hours in the kitchen cooking a big family meal, but when we put it in our children's in our children's plates, they are not interested. However, when the same food is on our plate, it looks suddenly appetizing. Mm-hmm. We're not really sure what to call this phenomenon, but it's annoying. And the reason most of us end up shoving down candy at midnight while everyone is asleep is because we haven't eaten all day. The same rule goes for anything we are drinking. In a way, having a child drink out of our glass is even worse than having them eat off our plates since they backwash. Yes, there are times where Aurora's like, can I have a sip? I'm like, it's it's a water bottle. You have a water bottle. But I want your water. It's literally water. It's the same thing. And then she's like, I can't. I can't. I'm like, just take it. Just take it. Because mm-hmm. I don't want it. Mark's like, you can't. I'm like, oh, it's just like slime over the lip. <laughs> you know, she's like most three-year-olds. And when it's a bottle of water, she puts her whole mouth over the top. Uh... But yes, there's been times where it's like midnight and... Mark's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to get something to eat. Well, we ate dinner. I'm like, you ate dinner. The children stole all my food. I I picked at my dinner. It's either sharing food or getting up constantly to get them something. So I eat cold food. I'd say, yeah, it makes me think of that scene from A Christmas Story. Yes. Where he's talking about, my mother hasn't had a hot meal since blah, 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 blah. Yeah, in 20 years. That's next on your list. People who tell me to relax. When I oh, fuck that. When especially when I am all pent up, aggravated at my children because they're just getting over a temper tantrum or I'm just in the middle of disciplining them and they're yeah. like, Maybe you should relax. It kind of instigates what's going on. I'm like There are very few instances with or without children where I find that helpful. Majority of the time, just shut the fuck up. If I look like a giant cloud is exploding from my head. 
oh, I should just relax. That thought never occurred to me. I should just stop being the super ones, stressed out and furious. Or okay. The one, or the ones that are like, they put their hand out and they're like, take a deep breath. And I'm just like, and punch you? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Mad. Well meaning, like if I'm really upset about something, he'll try to tell me to say it sometime. And I'm like, I know you're trying to help, but I need you to stop talking. A spouse is different. And walk away because I really want to punch you right now. I feel like a spouse is different because they're in the thick of it with you. Yeah. And so when I tell Mark to take a deep breath or he tells me to take a deep breath, I might take a moment and just like be like, okay, I'm really aggravated right now. I'll do that in a minute. As opposed to some rando. That's on up there with the people who say, smile, sweetheart. Oh, God. I'm not death staring, Pamela, but I'm giving death stare to the metaphorical pretend person in front of me. Smile, Sarah. You look so much prettier when you smile. You look so much prettier with my foot up your ass. (laughs) The funniest thing is recently, so Sabrina doesn't like fully like show teeth or anything when she smiles. She kind of just halfway smiles Mm -hmm. in pictures. And we were at my parents, and he was asking, like, why didn't she want to fully smile in her school pictures? And she said, I just wasn't feeling like smiling that way. She's like, I think my smile's pretty. And I said, I think it's pretty too, sweetie. And my mom looks up, and she's like, I know, honey. I get tired of people telling me to smile all the time, too, and I don't feel like it. And I'm like, this is my mom. (laughs) She's like, and then my dad's like, but it is nice when you smile. And I was like, no. I looked at my dad, and I said, does anybody ever go to a man that says, you know what? It looks really lovely when you smile. Does anybody do that? And my dad was like, point taken. And my mom's like, yeah, nobody ever tells a man to do that. Uh, I'll touch on this one very briefly. Yeah, what's just, yours? Just because it depends what your setup is. But it's tough being the only one who can breastfeed. And we're very rapidly moving into bottles. And he does really well with bottles, which is fantastic. But, again, for those first couple of months, it really is hard because because of that, a lot of things sort of default to me. Like, for instance, the fact that I'm sitting here recording with a, to- with a baby in my lap. Mm-hmm. And all things it's totally worth doing. And in many ways, I do love it. But it's hard when I can't just be like, nope, I don't feel like doing that tonight. Sweetie, you're on, you're on breastfeeding duty for the rest of the night. So. Yeah, that was also on this uh, 15 normal things all moms hate the from the Baby Gaga website. Mm-hmm. But I didn't list it because that doesn't apply to me. But yeah, that was listed on there too. Alright, I'm going to double dip all of Pamela's eating her oh-so-amazing oatmeal cream pie. God bless little Debbie. Oh, they're so good. Uh, next one. I'm lucky that this is one that I personally don't really have experience with, thank God. But I remember my therapist telling me about this. Flaky people who offer to help, but never do. Yes. Or the horrible instance that my therapist was telling me about when I was working through my postpartum anxiety was family members who say, oh, sure, I'll stay at home. Like grandparents who say, oh, sure, I'll watch your kids during the day so you don't have to take them to daycare. And then all of a sudden be like, "Nah, nope, not gonna. Yeah, I've heard of those too. See, that's my thing is if you if you don't have the bandwidth or you just don't feel like you're great with kids or whatever, that's fine. You're not, you know, obligated to help, but don't say you're going to help and then not do it. Because that's hard because, you know, you think in your mind, oh, okay, if blah, blah, blah happens, I can call on this person. You know, they said that they would be happy with that. And then just completely flip on you. That's frustrating. Now, I did have with Brianna, 
a couple of people who were like, I'm going to bring you something and then like, or come by or whatever. And then they couldn't. And like one is a good friend. She has five kids, y'all. She goes to school and she texted me and she's like, I am such a horrible friend. I never brought you food. You're about to go back to work. I haven't even seen your baby. Like mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't come over. I was like, I wanted to come over and clean your house. And I just wrote back. I was like, you have enough going on. <laughs> I'm good. I got it under control. And she's like, I know, but I just wanted to be there for you. And I'm like, you're texting me, asking me how I'm doing. That's good. I will admit, I felt like a bad, a little bit of a bad friend because I had offered to come and clean up your uh, playroom for you right around the time that uh, Brianna was born. But then she came early Mm -hmm. and I never did it. And I'm like, I feel like a dick. So I still owe you a something. How dare you, Sarah? Well, you know, we have each other even because... I was going to bring you food, and then you were like, oh, man, we went to see my family this weekend. And it was the weekend, out, and then I never got a chance to schedule it again. about that, yeah. Me. We're evened out now. High five. Yeah. I'm not mad. I hope you're not mad about the food. I'm so mad. Oh, well, get over it. <laughs> We've both brought each other a lot of Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. What's next on your list? Oh. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I do because I've, I had three C-sections. I hate pants with zippers. Mm. It hurts so bad. Some days hurts worse than others. Just from like the scar tissue or the rubbing? Or... All of the above. Ugh. And it's also like I'm half numb there, half not. And like the feeling is slowly starting to come back mm-hmm. in certain areas. And I'm not saying I'm wearing like super tight pants. It's just over time it's sitting there and it's just yeah. like... Oh, my God. And by the end of the day, I'm like, unzip, get it off me, get it off me. I will say I don't really have that particular issue just because, like you said, I haven't had C-sections. Yeah. But I have had a certain amount of, and I think most women have this after they give birth, a a certain amount of, like, body dysmorphia. Mm -hmm. Just because, you know, you go from being very, very pregnant, which you've slowly gotten to that point, too. So you kind of adjust over time. And then you're just sort of deflated. Blech. And then your body settles into whatever its new shape is. And so I, yeah, between that and not so great healthy eating habits, it's just, it's like, I don't quite understand or can oh, wrap I'm my squishy. head around my I'm current figure. Yeah. And so it's, and again, it's, it's totally worth it because we have kids now because yeah. of it. But it's just, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough to it's, wrap your head around what you look like afterward. Like, let's just say it's your, it's your, it's, it's cycle time. It's your period. You're swollen. Imagine that with scar tissue there and mm. it already hurts enough as it is. And it's half numb, half there. And then I wear a lot of leggings Same. or I, or I have found awesome. They make dress pants now with, where you just slide them up. Mm-hmm. They look like regular, nice dress pants. But they have a nice like stretch. It has a stretch band yeah. and it's. That's all. I need to get some of those. Um, Next one on my list is becoming a broken record, meaning at a certain point, it becomes impossible to say any instruction just once. To anybody. I feel like I just spend the whole day saying the same sentences over and over and over again. And it's hard because, you know, you read all the the things about, you know, if you repeat yourself too much, it teaches your kids that they don't have to listen to you on the first try. But at the same time, they also tell you to, like, 
don't give an instruction and then not follow through with it because yeah. then they also learn, you know, not to pay attention. So I'm just like, you know what I've learned? <sighs> I've learned the hard way. Warnings. Mm-hmm. This is your first warning. Yep. This is your second warning. And the second warning, you tell them what the consequence is for the third time. Daisy is finally wrapping her head around, you I know, know I'm going to count young. to three. Okay. Because it used to be when we started to count to three, she would laugh and be like, oh, boy, we're playing counting game. And she'd start counting with you. Two, three. I'm like, this is not having the desired yeah. effect. Yeah. I, we tried to do the, oops, sorry. We tried to do the one, two, three with Sabrina. And so we, I would be like, all right, one, two. Then she'd go, three, four, five, five, She's like, I five, know seven, <laughs> eight. <laughs> to this day, Daisy still skips over the number six every single time when she counts to ten. I don't know why. My niece always skipped over eight. So we, and like, she would just skip over it. And so we taught her how to, to say eight. And we like taught her how to spell it and everything. Mm-hmm. And then that became a word. And so like, anytime you went anywhere and she thought the actual spelling of the word eight was hilarious so she would go e-i-g-h-t e-i-g-h-t and it reminded me of um you've got mail uh-huh. with the little boy f-o-x f-o-x fox do you know how to spell car f-o-x <laughs> yeah uh, but she is starting to understand that once we get to three it means she gets put in the high chair for time out yeah so now she's like oh okay let's do some let's do this What's so that next? was yours so it's mine yeah okay so the, I'm going to, I feel like I should just combine all this together, but I'm just, I'll keep them separate. Whining. And this is either from children or adults, but yes. especially adults. Because you should know better as we're sitting here in theory whining about stuff, but we're doing no. it in a therapeutic way. No, there is us explaining why it gets on our nerves mm-hmm. other than just like, I don't know why it's got to be like this. <laughs> I'm just tired of all of this. Why do people have expectations of me to be I a functioning human being? I don't want to be here. I don't want to do that. It's then not my leave. problem. But then my kids whining just makes it worse. It's like, stop it. They get that, like, perfect picture, which is like, nah, and it, like, penetrates your skull. Well, Aurora has that high pit, this wail. I really want to, like, record her, like, record many different things. Either her, like epic meltdown tantrum scream Mm -hmm. or that whine wail that she does Mm -hmm. and like send it in for like horror movies and stuff because i feel like the the shrill of it will just chill anyone to the bone me it aggravates the shit out of me but Uh other people i think it just chills to the bone it's one of those moments where you're like i'm not a violent person but i might be open to shock collars there are times yeah anyway so yeah whining i hate whining the last one on my list is, and this is sort of the whole thesis of why we're going over this stuff, is people expecting us to love every single moment of being a parent. I have another little thing off of that, but you go ahead. Just like any job in the world, there are going to be things you like about it and things you don't. And that doesn't mean that you're not grateful to have a job. It just means that that's how life is. And because just because there are tough parts about being a parent doesn't mean that you aren't happy to be a parent that you aren't grateful or that you're it doesn't mean you're a bad person it's very similar to when you get aggravated at your spouse Uh uh-huh 
It doesn't mean that you hate them. It or that you don't mean, want to be married. It doesn't want that you don't want to be married, that you're disappointed by your choice of who you married. It's uh-huh. just, I'm a human, and I'm having a very hard moment. Yeah, like, people, sh- or at least I hope they don't, they don't shoot back at you and say, well, you chose to get married, so you just deal with whatever is coming at you. Like, I've actually had someone say something very similar to me. How is that helpful in this situation? Offer words of encouragement or say, yeah, that sucks. You oh, know, like, just yeah, I did, but that doesn't mean he has to be like that. Yeah, but yeah. sort of to touch on that, I found off of this, this was just for new mo- oh, list that said the 10 little things all new moms hate with the fire of a thousand suns. Yes. It was off of the that funny website, Romper. Mm-hmm. But I thought this one little snippet actually is good for all moms, but it says ridiculous expectations from society. Yes. New moms are under a lot of pressure to do all, or should we just say moms are under a lot of pressure to do it all? Yes. Well, you're expected to be the perfect mother and also the perfect partner. People expect us to drop our baby weight before we step out into public for the first time. We live in a world <laughs> that's not happening. <laughs> we live in a world where the term baby weight and all of its gloriously shameful implications even exist. Truth. People expect us to slap a smile on our face every hour of every day, even though we have no we're covered in either urine or spit up, and we're so tired that we literally wonder if we even remember how to sleep sometimes. We're supposed to fall in love with our babies and cherish every precious moment of nurturing a human. We're not supposed to complain or whine or cry because women have to have been having babies for centuries before us, and they mothered uphill both ways during a hurricane and a plague. And there must be something wrong with us if we can't handle all that being a mother entails. Clearly, because we are all just innately faulty failing individuals and then it says okay this is not a minor annoyance so much as it's a massive overwhelming crushing systematic problem that profoundly affects the well-being and happiness of new mothers or scratch it out all mothers at all times Mm -hmm. and then it says but i'm just going to throw it on here for good measure for the list but yeah i feel like it's a mic drop at that moment that that is an epic mic drop absolutely it is it is a symptomatic problem because like each of the things i read is true the, I do get people telling me like, "Oh, you look so good," and you only had a sick like I and I'm like, "Well, I like I personally have like weight to lose," and they're like, "But you just you had a baby six months ago, but you look great." I'm like, "Yeah, I lost the baby weight. I didn't mm-hmm. lose the weight that I had on before I had the baby. Right. I have a goal beyond that. <laughs> like I had some fat on me before I got pregnant with her, and then so like." That, the, what I had with her is gone now. Mm-hmm. All this squishiness is on me. That triggered with me. And then the whole, uh, like, it go back uh, one of our very first episodes on postpartum depression. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the key things is this pressure to, you must instantly love your child. You must, in, or love yeah. your child all the time. I love, I know I sit here and talk about Aurora's behavior. I love her. Like, yeah. At night, the times that she wants me to lay beside her, like the other night, I kind of was tearing up because she put her little hand in my hand, and for a moment, the way she was, she had her head laying. She looked just like she did when she was a baby. And she, as tough as she is, has one of the biggest hearts. She's the sweetest child. She thinks about everybody, and she like 
Sorry, I'm tearing up talking about it. Aww. But she like lo- like she'll ask about Daisy, and she's mad that she hasn't met Riley yet. Mm-hmm. She tells me that constantly. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know Riley. You not take me over there. And then she asked me but when she was like, "You're going to Sarah's," and she was asking me about Scooby and Leslie before Aww. we left. She's like, "What's the other cat's name?" Leslie. She's like, "Yeah, she runs away." Mm-hmm. She's like, "But Scooby Fluffy," and I was like, <laughs> and Sabrina was like, "You're gonna get." clawed by Scooby one day. Scooby traumatized. Because she's, she's all like, get <laughs> She's like preschool Zilla to that cat. <laughs> it's like that scene in Toy Story 3 where the little kids come running into the toys for the first time. <laughs> and the toys are like, oh god, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of made me think of this too. I didn't put this on my list, but I did see this when I was going, doing research for inspiration. Yes. Is this kind of idea of one-upmanship. Yes, I saw that on one of my lists, too. Yeah, this, and sometimes we don't even realize we're doing it, but, yeah. like, if someone says something great about their kid, we almost feel like we need to say, well, my kid did this, and then they did that. So it's like we feel the need to prove that our kid's not only as good as your kid, but somehow is even better. And Yeah. We, we don't need to be doing that anyway. It's perfectly fine to brag on our kids because we're proud of them, but make sure we're not doing it because we want to make sure that we that they look better than someone else's kid yeah and i you know earlier when you were teasing about brianna being such a small baby Uh and then you were like she's only 12 pounds and then you like looked at riley i'm like i know she's so much smaller than every other baby i'm not trying to make you feel bad but i get that constantly it was like yeah and they kind of they're like well you just have i'm like no she's my only small baby when Sabrina was two months, she had already doubled her birth weight. Right. Like, she was just a little over seven pounds when she was born, and she was, like, 14 and a half when she was two months old. And that's a perfect example of, like, we by no means are on a high horse here. No. We both say stupid stuff all the time. I've said multiple stupid things tonight I didn't take already. It, I didn't take it that way. I was just, like, a lot of people do that to me. They're right. like, wow, I don't know what it's like to have a five-pound baby. I'm like, well, I didn't until I had her, you know? Like... <laughs> So, I have, like, a couple of little side things. Yeah. One, I'm going to get into bath time. But tonight, one thing that I thought about, anything that can't, like, easily be cooked, because I was trying to cook chicken, mm-hmm. I didn't realize I did a grocery order, and I they gave me the breast meat chicken. Not the thinly sliced chicken, but, like, the... The full breast. The full breast, where it's, like, super massive. Uh-huh. So, it took forever to cook. So, I eventually just, like, took, like, the half-cooked chicken off, and I just, like, cut it into, like, slices and, like, uh-huh. threw it back into the hot pan to, like, finish it off faster. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, my God. It's been ten whole minutes. Calm down. And then I have to get into bath time because, again, from Baby Gaga, they kind of just hit... They hit my heart where I'm at. So mm-hmm. let me preface. Sabrina loved bath time. Yeah. As a baby, she loved bath time. New, Like a newborn, you give her like the little sponge bath. She was just like, ooh, she loved it. She mm-hmm. loved it. I got all kinds of toys. She loved it. Like she would play in the bathtub till it was cold. We had to like mm-hmm. drag her out. Like she would be like shivering. Like you have to get out. Then we had Aurora. And I just knew from the moment of her screaming at the hospital, because she, would, her and Sabrina were born at 40 weeks, so they had merconium, so they mm-hmm. had to get a bath immediately. She screamed at the hospital. She screamed when we got home and sponge bathed her. She mm-hmm. screamed when she was a new, like, newborn in the tub, newborn mm-hmm. tub. She screamed when she was an infant. She screamed when she was a toddler. She, it's literally like dragging her into the tub. Luckily, Brianna loves it. 
But yes, I'm going to put this on here because I have one that is like this. So it says the commercial for bath products that show happy moms helping bathe kids are bull. Oh, yeah. At least they are for many moms. Bath time hits at the end of the day when kids are tired, moms are tired, and communication is strained. Moms will tell their kids not to get water all over the bathroom, only to find their children have pretty much flooded the house. She's done that, too. While bath times are supposed to be a peaceful part of nighttime routine, they often anything but. Since they are mandatory, moms soldier through them, but they are elated when kids are old enough to be trusted to wash all their major parts without mom present. However, even kids who should know that standing in the shower is not the same thing as actually cleaning the soap off often have to be reminded to clean themselves in a way that is halfway hygienic. My... I. It's funny that you say that because my dad said that the two watershed moments that were game changers as parents were when my sister and I were potty trained mm-hmm. and when we could bathe ourselves. Yes, yeah, Sabrina taking a bath was lovely. So this is by no means a full comprehensive list. There are many things that are frustrating out there for different people. Yeah, just Google it. You'll find lots of things. But it's also very healthy to talk about these things with someone else who's going through them. So... Yeah, every once in a while, just get with your mom pals, open a bottle of wine, and just, you know, have an honest discussion. Dish it out. You'll find that everyone else is pretty much in the same boat. Or they might offer some advice that got them through that difficult time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, I think baby boy is wanting us to wrap up. He's done. He's been very patient. Yes. As has Pamela. Thank you very much for letting me bring baby boy in tow. I have three. You keep apologizing. I'm like, I have three. I know. The... (laughs) It's the apology karma's coming back around because I give Pamela crap for apologizing all the time. She's like, Sarah, shut up. All right. Well, on behalf of Baby Riley and myself, I'm Sarah Duncan. And I'm Pamela Walker-Dees. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. Our theme music is by Yov Aliagon. Be sure to check out the Motherhood on Tap page on Facebook. If you enjoyed today's episode, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcast. It really helps to get the word out about the show. You can subscribe and follow Motherhood on Tap on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and most other podcast apps. If you have questions or funny stories, you can email us at motherhoodontap at gmail.com. Partner with us on patreon.com for special bonus episodes and help keep this podcast and the two of us in business. Till next time. time.